Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Last Sisyphus, a podcast dedicated to fiction and philosophy. I'm your host, Colin Jones, and today I want to talk about John Gray's position on humanism and progress. Among the five books I am currently reading, John Gray's Straw Dogs has taken me by pleasant surprise. I was recommended the book by a friend on Twitter when he learned that I was interested in anti-humanist philosophy and thought. Anti-humanism can be defined as that category of thought which aims to decenter the human being as the most important thing in the world. That humanity as a whole is no more special or superior of a unit than any other group of creatures on the earth. But more on this in a moment. I have been on something of an intellectual journey for about five years in locating these particular kinds of thinkers, these outliers, as the sheer number of them, if found, is kind of like finding a needle in the haystack. John Gray was precisely who I was looking for without even knowing it. Though I have deep suspicions about religion as a reliable rubric through which to navigate the world, I am equally suspicious of science. Religion and science cannot help but place humanity at the absolute center of what they attempt to do. Religion, for example, has a propensity for giving human beings the hope of another life outside of this one, oftentimes justifying not-so-great living conditions in this life. This has been the ethos of certain religions for thousands of years. This is beautifully drawn out in Jesus' statement that the, quote, meek will inherit the earth, which can be found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. But science does something similar, only in the form of humanism, the belief that human beings not only have the potential, but have the responsibility to make this planet better for anything and everything on it. This, again, is shared by religion. Another way humanism manifests is through the ideological position of progress. Gray rejects the so-called solutions that religion and science offer. While religion has the primary mechanism with which humans have garnered an attitude of self-centeredness, and perhaps narcissism, science has also betrayed its own discoveries in an effort to reinstall a religious-like worldview in the lives of so-called secularists. Charles Darwin is just one example of someone who established the naturalist reality of our world, naturalism being defined as that idea that the universe adheres to a set of cosmic laws that do not care about human desire or worth, that human beings are a progression of evolutionary processes like everything else, that our uniqueness is not objective, but relative. Science seems to defend this position while simultaneously suggesting that humans are inherently superior to any other species. This is why there are campaigns all over the world to take care of the environment. But nothing has destroyed the environment but ourselves, human beings. It seems that we are trying to solve problems that we ourselves created. There is nothing to be fixed here in the first place. Now, it could be argued with ease that we, human beings, are the single most destructive species to have ever come into existence. And I happen to believe this. It is also the case that we commit suicide at an exponentially higher rate than any other species on the planet. The reasons for this is perhaps up for debate. But it likely has something to do with a burden we carry that the vast majority of other species do not. While Gray grants that much of the destruction wrought on this planet comes with a thick silver lining, Considering all the new scientific and technological advancements, we are solving issues which were previously a mystery and unsolvable. We are working on treatments for all kinds of diseases. 
we are able to manufacture food and buildings on a large scale, vertical farming being just one example. And we are able to provide shelter to massive amounts of people, something that at one point had never been possible. The problem, as Gray sees it, is that there is one crucial element left out of this progress-based equation. While everyone wants treatments for their ailments and require food and shelter in order to survive, we human beings have a hard time in providing these necessities for people, even though it's possible. I submit that the fundamental issue is humanism's faith in humanity itself. With the ability and capability to give people what is necessary to survive, we can, by the same token, consciously withhold those necessities from certain groups of people. And we do this all the time, in almost every dimension of life. The problem here is not that science or technology is partial, or bad. It definitely isn't, at least in itself. It is that the institutions we rely on to disseminate these necessities, these advancements, these institutions run by human beings, are deeply flawed and cannot be remedied with any lasting effect. The discovery of new and better ways of enduring life is also beholden to institutions and political strategizing that can just as easily withhold those goods. And again, they often do. This seems to be lost on those who honestly believe in progress. Despite all of our advances, we have not solved the problem of murder, rape, slavery, or any other idea drummed up by human beings from time immemorial. All of this stuff still happens, despite the advancements we make. We are merely putting a band-aid over an immense issue that almost seems pre-programmed within us. Gray says in Straw Dogs, quote, Science will never be used chiefly to pursue truth or to improve human life. The uses of knowledge will always be as shifting and crooked as humans are themselves. Humans are what they know to meet their most urgent needs, even if the result is ruin. History is not made in the struggle for self-preservation as Hobbes imagined or wished to believe. In their everyday lives, humans struggle to reckon profit and loss. When times are desperate, they act to protect their offspring, to revenge themselves on enemies, or simply give vent to their feelings. Gray continues, quote, These are not flaws that can be remedied. Science cannot be used to reshape humankind in a more rational mold. Any new model humanity will only reproduce the familiar deformities of its designers. It is a strange fancy to suppose that science can bring reason to an irrational world, when all it can ever do is give another twist to the normal madness. These are not just inferences from history. The upshot of scientific inquiry is that humans cannot be other than irrational. Curiously, this is a conclusion few rationalists have been ready to accept. Close quote. That's a lot to take in. And I do not mean to cast an infinite shadow of fatalism here, but it is worth shucking off the illusions we are told by political parties and campaigns about the nature of the world, that it is something that we can make into some kind of utopia. Science and technology are great. I take advantage of the benefits of both on a daily basis, but I am well aware that they are not good enough in themselves. Human beings seem to have an inherent proclivity for destruction, for ruin, and for dishonesty. This is precisely why people have problems with pharmaceutical companies, to take just one example. It is not that the medications they produce are bad, at least not most of the time, but that the gatekeepers, the human beings in charge, make it a very ugly industry through profit and exploitations of other human beings. One would have no problem extending these concerns to weapons and war. To give another example, it turns out that yes, human beings are responsible for violence enacted with weapons. But one must ask why weapons are necessary to invent and develop in the first place. 
It is not to solve any solution other than the protection from other human individuals. It is we who seem to be the problem. It is we who require weapons in defense. Gray notes, quote, Wars have been fought and tyrannies established. Cultures have been ravaged and peoples exterminated in the service of these abstractions. And he's talking about words as representations of real-world activity. Europe owes much of its murderous history to errors of thinking engendered by the alphabet. Close quote. I would go a step further in suggesting that the drama of human history can be summed up in a disagreement over letters arranged a certain way. In other words, wars are fought primarily over a difference of ideas. Seems petty when put like that, doesn't it? Much of this seems pretty common sense, but it seems always to get lost on us when some new scientific or technological breakthrough appears on the scene, or some new political party comes on the scene, claiming to be able to fix all of our problems. We are a relatively unchanged species. That is why we are always inventing stuff, to give ourselves the impression that we are fundamentally changing the course of history for the better. We make new things, and that is well and good, but the one thing that remains unchanged is us, human beings, ourselves, and that, I submit, can never change. If you enjoyed this episode, and by extension, this podcast, please consider supporting me through Patreon. New episodes air every single week on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I also have a YouTube channel where I talk about books, philosophy, and what is going on in my own reading life. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at the Last Sisyphus, or shoot me an email at Colin, C-O-L-L-I-N, Jones, the number 15, at ProtonMail.com. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.